Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome into Duval Daily, presented by GenJag.com. I'm Jordan DeLugo. Thank you so much for tuning in here on Monday, July 3rd, just one day for the 4th of July. I hope you all have a great holiday this year. Uh, today we are going to be getting into the Jaguars 53-man roster, my way-too-early prediction. We've got about three weeks until training camp really kicks off, but I'm going to go ahead and give my 53-man roster prediction right now. A little bit of a dead period in the NFL, right? Not a lot of news going on. Obviously, we learned about Cam Robinson's suspension last week, but other than that, not a ton going on for the Jacksonville Jaguars. So we'll dive into this 53-man roster prediction. We'll go through offense, then go through the defense, obviously the special teamers as well. First, I'd like to remind you, if you enjoy the content here at Gen Jag on Duval Daily, please hit that like and subscribe button. really helps us out. Also, leaving comments on the YouTube channel in the comment section really helps out the algorithm as well. If you want to support the channel further, you can check out genjag.com shop, pick up some new Duval gear. We've still got our pre-order for our Jacksonville football tee available. Again, that's genjag.com shop. Go check it out if you enjoy what we're doing here and want to support the channel further. All right. So, as I mentioned, Cam Robinson, he will not be on the 53-man roster to start the regular season because of the suspension. He's missing the first four games of the regular season. Not a huge blow. Obviously, you'd like to have all hands on deck against the Kansas City Chiefs in Week 2, but the other teams you're playing, Indianapolis Colts with potentially a rookie quarterback, a new rookie head coach as well, Houston Texans and Atlanta Falcons, none of those teams are looked at as as top contenders in the league right now. I think the Falcons have a chance to win their division. In fact, I picked them to win their division, but that has a lot more to do with the development, I believe, that they'll go through throughout the 2023 season and just the lack of strong competition in the NFC South right now. So I think the Jaguars, looking at that four-game stretch, are going to be okay without Cam. I don't think you're going to be predicted to beat the Chiefs anyways. You'll still be favored against the Colts, Texans, and Falcons. So no Cam Robinson to start the year on that 53-man roster. We'll be back for week five. So when we're figuring out this 53-man roster way too early here at the beginning of July, the Jaguars are going to have to make bets on which players that they like that they can stash on their practice squad. Because to stash a player on your practice squad, you first have to release them, other teams, or, or waive them. Other teams can then pick them up, claim them, and add them to their own active rosters. So you, it's, a, it's a calculated risk if you want to try to stash someone on the practice squad. And so I think I'm factoring that in to, to these predictions here. Um, I, I'm not going to let go of guys that the Jaguars maybe think need some development, but they're not going to risk losing them to another team. In 2023, teams can have a third quarterback that doesn't count towards the game day roster. Not sure how that will impact the Jaguars, if at all, in 2023, but just something to keep in mind when thinking about this 2023 season, a new rule when it comes to game day rosters. So we will start off with the offensive side of the ball. 
and we'll start off at quarterback. I've got 24 players on offense, which means 26 on defense. And again, that will likely change when Cam Robinson is reinstated from his suspension following week four. But starting off at quarterback here, we've got Trevor Lawrence, obviously. Don't really need to discuss that. He is QB1. He's established himself as the franchise quarterback in Jacksonville. C.J. Beathard has a stronghold on the backup job right now. The backup in the NFL at quarterback has two jobs, really. One of them is to, yeah, if your quarterback gets hurt, you have to be able to come in and hold down the fort. I think the Jaguars think that he can do that. Um, and, And the backup quarterback also has to be kind of a sounding board, a coach on the field or on the sideline, I should say, and someone that the starting quarterback can really identify with and work with at a high level and that the coaching staff can also work with. So I think when you look at C.J. Beathard, he kind of fits the bill in that regard for the Jaguars has a strong relationship with Trevor with the coaching staff I don't think he's going anywhere the Jaguars do have Nathan Rourke on the roster right now I think he's the type of guy that they would try to stash on the practice squad if they decide they want to try to keep him around and develop him getting into the running backs the next next position group here I've got four running backs sticking around for the Jacksonville Jaguars in 2023 on that active roster Travis Etienne obviously Tank Bigsby third round pick in 2023 a really, really talented football player who has starting talent in this league. I think he is going to probably probably at some point in the season get in there on some short yarded situations, whether that be third and one, fourth and one, goal to go, whatever that may be. I think he's going to get in there and be able to do that. He also might have the best hands of any of the running backs on the roster. He's got plenty of speed and explosiveness and, and power as well. So I think they're clearly going to end up being the one-two punch um, at some point, but the Jaguars do really like Jamichael Hasty, who's an excellent third down back type. He can catch the ball well in the backfield, do those little things for you that you appreciate. And then Dearness Johnson, one of the most underrated pickups. Obviously, he's buried a little bit on the depth chart, but this is a guy who's proven that he can start at a high level in the NFL when need be, right? If you have injuries at the position, you can throw Dearness Johnson in there and get quality results. Now, that obviously means no Snoop Connor on this on this active roster, a guy that the Jaguars drafted on day three in 2022. I think they'll try to keep him around the, on the practice squad, and quite frankly, I think they will be able to stash him on the practice squad. Now, getting into the wide receivers, we've got six staying on for the Jaguars here. Christian Kirk, duh. Calvin Ridley, duh. Zay Jones, obviously. Jamal Agnew is one of the best return men in the league, and I think he's also a quality offensive weapon type player which leaves us two more roster spots at the wide receiver position. Parker Washington, the Jaguars cannot afford to let this six-round pick. um, They can't afford to try to stash him on the practice squad. They're going to have to keep him on the active roster, in my opinion. They should do that. I think they will do that. And he's the type of guy that I think will develop into a high-quality slot in the league, in the NFL, a guy that can probably do punt returns for you as well. Um, So I think he's going to be a special teamer early on in his career, and I think he's going to really develop behind Christian Kirk, who's one of the better slot options in the league right now. I think you can see Parker Washington potentially become a high-volume target guy in the slot in this league in the next couple years. And then I finally have Tim Jones, the the sixth receiver on this roster. He's a glue guy, very good special teamer, really good blocker. I think they like his talent overall and size and work ethic. I don't see them letting Tim Jones go. You do have some guys that could push here, right? You have Kevin Austin, who for me, I, I just I don't see it still. I think the hands are still a bit too too uh, 
inconsistent for Kevin Austin to make an NFL roster or to make this NFL roster. You do have some undrafted free agents who are talented, right? I think Elijah Cooks is a talented big guy who kind of brings a different skill set to this roster, but I think they're going to try to stash him on the practice squad. I don't think they, they're going to value him more than Tim Jones, certainly not more than Parker Washington, who they drafted. Looking at the tight end position, I've got four tight ends to start on the active roster to start the season out here. Evan Ingram, Britton Strange, Luke Farrell, Garrett Prince. I think the first three are virtual locks. Evan Ingram is the starting tight end. He still has to work out that contract situation. Whether he ends up on a multi-year deal or plays on the franchise tag, I think he will be taking snaps for the Jaguars in 2023. Britton Strange, the versatile second-round pick. Good blocker in space, can line up in the slot, can line up in line, can line up as an H-back, a fullback, do a lot of different things for you, has super reliable hands, a good overall athlete at the position, and Luke Farrell, who brings a lot of balance to the position, a wide tight end who can do some different things for you in the passing game as well. Garrett Prince, more in the Evan Ingram mold, a really athletic guy who still needs some refinement as a pass catcher and and an overall NFL uh, professional but I think they really like what he brings to the table. I think they have an extra roster spot while Cam Robinson is on that suspension, and I think Garrett Prince will fill that. Getting into the offensive line, I've got starting at offensive tackle, I've got them keeping three, and again, that will change once Cam Robinson gets back. It will be four, but for now, it's Walker Little, obviously not going anywhere. He's projected to start at left tackle when Cam Robinson is out with the suspension. Anton Harrison, the first-round pick in 2023, Big-time talent. He's projected to start at right tackle for the Jaguars from day one. Then they brought back Josh Wells, who spent a few years in Tampa, a guy who started his career here in Jacksonville at offensive tackle, a guy who can play left side, play right side, has had some injury history. But when he plays, he is a quality quality depth player, a guy that can come in and hold down the fort for you in certain situations. Looking at the interior of the offensive line, I've got five guys here. Brandon Sheriff, clear starter at right guard. You hope that he can kind of return to more of a Pro Bowl form. He played through injuries in 2022. He's dealt with injuries throughout his career. But if Brandon Sheriff can be healthy, I think you can see a much improved Brandon Sheriff than what you saw in 2022, his first year with the Jaguars. Luke Fortner at center, he's going to be their starter. 2022 um, third round pick for the Jacksonville Jaguars. He's going to, I think, he showed development throughout the season. I think he's going to continue to ascend a smart physical player who can get the job done, in my opinion. Ben Barch, when healthy, the starting left guard for the Jacksonville Jaguars. He's coming off a knee injury in week five of the 2022 season. Still recovering from that injury. We'll see when he's ready to go, but I think he will be, by the time the end of training camp rolls around, he will be active and and will be ready to go. I don't know if he'll be available to start training camp, but I think over that month or so period during training camp, he will um, get fully healthy and be ready to go. Then you have Tyler Shatley, who can play backup at left guard, center, and right guard. He is your swingman on the interior of that offensive line. And uh, I don't think he's going anywhere this year. I think eventually, you know, he is getting up there in age. The Jags will probably want to look to refortify the interior and bring someone in they feel more confident in. They brought in some guys uh, to, to kind of see if they can fill that role and become that for the Jaguars. But as of right now, it's still Tyler Shatley as your top interior swingman. I have as my fifth interior offensive lineman, Chandler Brewer, making it here. Um, He's a guy they brought over from L.A. this offseason, a guy who started games in this league at guard and at tackle. I think he's clearly a guard for the Jaguars, but and maybe a center as well. 
Um, I think this could go several different ways. The Jaguars obviously drafted Cooper Hodges late. They have Cole Van Lannan as well. We'll see how it all plays out. Uh, but for now, I have Chandler Brewer there at interior offensive lineman number five. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Switching to the defensive side of the ball. Again, I have 26 players making it on defense. Starting out with the interior of the defensive line, Foley Fatu Kasi. Clearly going to make it. He was playing through injury last year as well. I think a lot of people forget that. Didn't really play at the same level you saw at the very beginning of the season and in in training camp throughout the rest of the campaign. But he was dealing with lower body injuries. I think when he's fully healthy, he can be a really, really good interior defensive lineman, defensive end and base for the Jaguars that can just be super stout against the run and can actually create some penetration just with his bull rush. Um, Roy Robertson-Harris, a very good interior pass rusher as well, kind of play opposite Foley at defensive end and base. And then he can pin his ears back as like a three-technique type player when you get into the nickel situations and you're just trying to heat up to the quarterback. He did really well for the Jaguars down the stretch with more reps. Devon Hamilton got paid his second contract this offseason. Really good for him, former third-round pick by the Jaguars a few years back. Devon Hamilton is a really good nose tackle, and he can also create some penetration for you. A guy that really anchors that running game in the middle, the run defense in the middle, I should say, for the Jaguars. Then you've got Tyler Lacey who the Jaguars selected in the fourth round this year, a guy that I'm, I'm pretty high on what he can be as a base defensive end and someone who can probably create some interior pressure um, on those nickel situations, clear passing situations. You've got Adam Gotsis, who the Jaguars brought back. He's been one of their best, um, you know, playmakers at the position over the last several years not going to consistently be in the lineup but when he gets in there he can use his athleticism and his length to get past guards and then for IDL six this is a tough spot Uh, they do really like Deshaun Dixon who the Jaguars are trying to work him more interior he came in as an outside linebacker defensive end I think he's now playing kind of all over the defensive line for them he'll be lined up at edge he'll be lined up um, and and inside as well Who will they keep here? I think they like Michael Dogba as well. They obviously brought in Henry Mondo. For me, it's tough. I think it's going to be between Dogba and Deshaun Dixon for a roster spot here. 
I'm going to go with Deshaun Dixon. I think he's got a, a really impressive physical frame, a lot of athleticism and strength within his frame. And I think he offers just a little bit more upside, but I would not count out Dogba because I think he has experience with Brinson Buckner. He's a guy that when you've seen him in a, in a role that suits his skill set, he can really do some things for you up front. So I think that'll be a close competition at the back end of the roster. Looking at the edge, the outside linebacker type players, Josh Allen, Trayvon Walker, they're locked in, right? Caleb on chase on is going into the final year of his rookie deal. He's not going anywhere. Despite what fans might think, the Jaguars like Caleb on chase on. They want to give him every opportunity, I think, to prove that he can get the job done in this league in this final year of his rookie deal. They did not pick up his fifth-year option. I'm not saying they're in love with the guy. I'm just saying they like his work ethic. They like his overall skill set, and they think that it can come together with him with more reps. We'll see how it plays out, but Yasir Abdullah is going to be hot on his heels, a guy that comes in out of Louisville as a rookie this year, day three pick, really talented really fast. He's undersized, right? Six foot, about 240. But being six foot, 240, he's got plenty of mass on his frame. He's just short and he has good proportional length. He doesn't have quite 33 inch arms, but for being a six foot tall player, this is a guy that has good proportional length and he knows how to use it. He's got great speed off the ball. He's a twitched up player, a high energy player. I think he's going to make this roster and I think he's going to make some plays for the Jaguars in 2023. Jordan Smith is the final edge I have making the roster. He's coming off the knee injury. He suffered uh, last year during minicamp, unfortunately for him going into his second year in the in the league was, was just a complete wash for him due to that injury. But he's back healthy. I think he's got really good length. I think he can do some different things for you and provide a spark potentially as a rotational edge. At least that's what you're hoping for, for Jordan Smith, the former fourth-round pick the Jaguars traded up for in 2021. At linebacker, I've got the Jaguars keeping four linebackers, which was really tough for me to do. Um, I I think it could play out differently, but I have the Jaguars keeping Foye Aluikin, obviously. He's the heart and soul of that defense. Devin Lloyd and Chad Muma, two high-value draft picks from a year ago. And Ventrell Miller, who they brought in with a fourth-round pick this year. Look, Shaquille Quarterman, I think he deserves to be on an NFL roster. I think, quite frankly, he deserves to be on this roster. And the Jaguars, they could very well keep five linebackers. But when I was looking at this, it was just difficult for me to get there. I don't know how you take three linebackers and two consecutive drafts and then also bring in Foya Luke and on a big-money deal and expect to keep Shaquille Quarterman around. Um We'll see how it plays out. I hope they're able to keep Shaq, but I just don't really see the numbers adding up there personally. Looking at the safety position, I've got five safeties being kept by the Jaguars. This is a position they like to utilize special teams and on the back end of the defense. Andre Sisco and Rayshon Jenkins are locked in as starters. The Jaguars brought in Antonio Johnson in the fifth round, a a steal in the draft this year. I think he's going to be able to be a, a quality box safety in the NFL and in certain big nickel or dime situations you bring him in to kind of lock down the slot and be able to cover big tight ends bigger receivers I don't think he's going to keep up with the speedier receivers in this league I don't think you want him man-to-man in any of those types of situations but he can do a lot for you as a versatile chess piece a guy who knows how to get his hands on the football and create disruption Dewey Winger the Jaguars brought back this year he is a core special teamer for this team. He is a glue player, a high energy guy that kind of personifies what this team is all about. Uh, Don't think he's going anywhere. Now, 
Daniel Thomas, I also don't think he's going anywhere. He's a really good special teamer. I think given the opportunity, he would be adequate on the defensive side of the ball. So I don't see them moving on from him. But could they move on from Daniel Thomas and keep Shaquille Quarterman? Maybe. Uh, could the Jaguars only keep five interior defensive linemen? Maybe. Uh, I think there's different ways this could play out. The Jaguars have shown they value linebacker. So that's the one I keep coming back to that I'm I'm not sure that they get rid of Shaq. I don't want them to get rid of Shaq, but the numbers game is really tough here with the Jaguars roster in 2023. And that leads us to cornerback, the final uh, defensive position group. I have them keeping six. Tyson Campbell, Darius Williams, they're your two starters on the outside. Trey Herndon, he's your starter in the slot as of right now. The Jaguars also brought in Christian Braswell and Eric Hallett, who I think can compete for some nickel playing time, hopefully, at some point in their rookie years. We'll see how it plays out. They did draft Gregory Jr. and Buster Brown last year. I don't think either of those guys are going to be nabbed up if you try to stash them on the practice squad in 2023. And the final corner I have making it is Chris Claybrooks. This is a guy that you just cannot teach the speed he has. He's a really good special teams player, and I think the Jaguars are going to value that on the back end of the roster. And no surprises at special teams. Ross Matisic, long snapper extraordinaire. He's going to be sticking around. Logan Cook, one of the best punters in the league today. And Brandon McManus, despite some folks not realizing it, is one of the better kickers in the league today. Super accurate from inside of 50 yards, and he can kick as many 50-plus yarders and 60-plus yarders as you want. He's very good at them. Um, And the Broncos, they asked him to do that a ton. I don't know if the Jaguars are going to ask him to do that as much, but they now have the opportunity to kick some of those longer field goals that they just haven't really been willing to try over the last couple years with Matt Wright and with Riley Patterson. So that's it for this 53-man roster. Really hope you guys enjoyed what we did here. I think that This is obviously subject to change. We'll see how things play out throughout training camp and the preseason. See which guys kind of stand out on the back end of the roster and cement themselves a roster spot. But as of right now, this is what I've got. And again, don't forget, Cam Robinson will not be on the active roster to start the regular season. Not until week five will he be reactivated and then you'll have to remove someone from the active roster, try to stash them on the practice squad or whatever happens there. But thank you so much for tuning in. Really appreciate y'all. If you enjoy the content, like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, drop a comment in the comment section below. You can follow me on Twitter at Jordan DeLugo, Generation Jaguar at Generation Jag. Again, check out genjag.com shop. If you want to support the channel further, pick up some Duval gear. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.